Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, the house. It must be a coordinator Thursday on the south side. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon to you. Today is a Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Shout out to Earth, Wind, and Fire fans out there. This is low-quality Corey time. Chris, uh, if you can hear It's not me. just low-quality Corey. Here, I'll go ahead and take the lead uh, because low-quality low Corey is uh, – having a hard time the the south side internet is not being very helpful um welcome to the south side beat everybody i got low quality Corey to my right <laughs> and then uh, my, my name is chris alec um yeah this is uh funny stuff man this is uh part of doing a live show whenever you're on location um yeah good stuff <clears throat> all right so uh matt canada talked today um Corey, if you can try to fill us in, if the internet is helpful. Man, can you hear me is... now? <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Listen, this is live show. This is this is the price you pay for live live content in this vein. Uh, let's okay. see. Over here near the uh, ground where I'm sitting. Let's see. Is this any better? Let's give it a shot. Does this work? Are uh, we here? I don't know. I don't know. Here, uh, just... Before we lose you, possibly, why don't you just tell us uh, some of the stuff that Matt Canada uh, said? <laughs> Alex says, hopefully, before he quit. Uh, oh, no. Matt Canada, Matt Canada did not quit. Um, <laughs> Corey's in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> this is the price you pay. Is it better at least? Oh, Canada running that internet connection. Oh man, it's, I'm not doing this on purpose. This is not for show either. This is it's actually a little bit better right trouble. now. So so don't this is don't the spot move. that I'm usually in. I was. I was, I'm not kidding you, 20 feet down that way towards the other end of the field. Why did you change it up? Uh, listen, <laughs> well, because I didn't have, there was no table, there was no chair. I had to like hurry up and get over here because the locker room closed, it, it closed now. But anyway, um, is it better? Is it better? We're going to find better. out. Uh, it's better. So let's talk Matt Canada. No fancy intro, low quality Corey back in the house inside of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Okay, Chris, Matt Canada said he's proud of where the offense is at um, and, and proud of, you know, them getting excited about, you know, uh, 
oof, it was it was tough today because look, it's all bad, as we know, yeah. and Matt Canada wanted to play it off like there were good things to come out of it. So, look, he was going to say what he said today. I think Chris, you know this. If you could have put together a script for Matt Canada to read off of, it probably would have sounded something like he was going to say today. Yeah. Um, this wasn't exactly shocking to hear anything that he said today. And at this no. point, um, it's until the offense gets better or until he's fired, it's going to be the same story every week out of his mouth. And that's just the reality of it. So look, we tried to ask him and I even tried to get, you know, what's the first step in, in curing these problems? What's the first step in, in all of this? And he really gave a big non-answer and a lot of the stuff was non-answers. And I asked about Kenny Pickett's mechanics and he didn't give an answer really on Kenny Pickett's mechanics. He thinks they're fine. Like there's just so many different things that are wrong and going wrong for Matt Canada. And namely yeah. it's his system. And we can ask about tweaks that he wants to make all we want. But the fact of the matter is, is he's not going to unveil, you know, this is what we're doing to make it better. So until it becomes better and we find evidence that it will be better. We can only go off of what we have seen and what Matt Canada expects offense to do to grow and go forward. Yeah, it's uh, anything that he said today really should not uh, come as any surprise whatsoever. Um, and, and that that sounds like a whole like oh man, like that you're just you know making excuses or or you know whatever, and you're just kind of glossing over it. But no, like. It, I'm just being real. Like I, I did not expect Matt Canada to be um, apologetic, uh, to be, um, I, I don't know, to, to show any kind of humility at all. Um, I just, I never expect that from him. And it's just the way his media sessions go. I, that's why I was so shocked to see him and to hear him be more assertive last week. Um, and this week, it's just right back to the old, I'm going to give a whole bunch of non-answers. Um, <clears throat> I didn't have a chance to listen to the whole thing in, uh, entirely yet. I, I've obviously read a lot of the main quotes and listened to you know the way he talked on, on them. And um, it wouldn't you know surprise me at all if you got like two or three, I respect your question, dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah. But because that was, that was a theme last year. Um, it's just, it's not... I don't know. I, I mean, you kind of want to see coaches be a little bit more, I, I don't know, just a little bit more transparent. You know, I, I think we saw a little bit of that from Mike Tomlin during the press conference, you know, him, you know, saying the offense needed to find their mojo, you know, saying, you know, coming out, you know, and getting the card out in front of the horse and saying, listen, you know, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but we're, we're having problems on offense here. We're not scoring right. enough. We're not moving the ball enough. Um, you know, and then with today, you know, whenever Matt Canada's asked, you know, how does the offense get his mojo back? The very first words that come out of his mouth is, I don't know. You just There are certain things you don't say. Like, for example, I, I play hockey recreationally. And uh, the last game that I played, um, I got tripped. You know, it wasn't called. I, I, you know, talked with the ref after the play. And the first thing he told me goes, well, I wasn't watching. I'm like, you could have told me anything in the world. Other than I wasn't watching, right? Matt Canada could have said anything else other than I don't know when it comes to how does the offense get his mojo back. I mean, anything else would have been a better answer. 
Yeah. Then I don't know. Like, yeah. man, like, unless you just refuse to answer the question, just don't say that. It's mm-hmm. it's an it's an awful answer. Um, it's an awful way to handle uh, the media, the peripherals. Um, you know, you want to let your talking do. You know, you want to let your talking. You know, what what you do on the field, do your talking, and that's fine. But right now, your offense is arguably the worst in football. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's just it's awful, 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 awful. Mark brings up in the uh, YouTube comments, of course, if you didn't hear my intro because I was 20 feet to my left in this indoor, um, you know, area 51, if you will, of a warehouse (laughs) that is the uh, indoor facility at the UPMC uh, Rooney Sports Complex. Um, We are live 3 to 3.30 Eastern every Monday through Friday here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. We proceed the Ramon Foster show, DK and Ramon, at 4 o'clock. Chris this is a quote from Matt Canada um, talking about, you know, he has great belief in where we're at and what we're doing. And then he continues. And I quote, I'm in charge of the offense. It wasn't good. That's it. That's part of the deal. That's part of the chair. I can't be stronger on the fact that I believe in our players and our coaches. And I have no doubt it's going to be better. End quote. That's fine. He's allowed to be confident in Kenny Pickett and the offensive personnel and the offensive assistant coaches. However, the Change has to start with him. Uh, it, to me, Chris, it seems like over the offseason, whether there was a deep dive or just a dive or any kind of examination of the playbook and the scheme and the system, it doesn't seem like these changes were applicable towards whatever the Steelers, accompli- their accomplishment goals were, entering the preseason and then lining up with the start of the regular season. It, it almost feels like the Kenny Pickett 5 for 5 as far as touchdown drives in the preseason, never happened. It, it, all of the excitement, and you could build whatever level of excitement you want from the preseason and whatever mm-hmm. happens from it, but all of that excitement that could have been built is just gone because of the flat performances from these first two weeks. So he could say all he want. We believe in the people that are here, but at the end of the day, it's still on him to make the call. It's still on him to make the change. It's still on him to say, listen, this isn't working. Let's try something different. And then that something different works, and you build off of that. There's none of that whatsoever. Yeah, it's now. If I'm not mistaken, I think I remember Matt Canada like pretty much saying that they they weren't going to be making any serious or seismic changes to the offense. Which, if you go off of what the offense did over the second half of last season, they didn't need to do. They didn't need to do any seismic changes. They were running the ball at 146 yards a game. That's absolutely productive in today's NFL. Um, obviously you needed to make some tweaks to the passing game. It, it had to get better. Um, they were averaging, I think around 20 points a game, uh, during that, that second half of the season. And while it was better than what was in the first half of the season, that's not quite enough to really be a formidable offense to be a, like a playoff team type offense. You need to do a little bit more. And that's why like there needed to be more in, in the, uh, you know, on, you know, through the air, but, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm so, I'm kind of like, I have so much to say about like the way Matt Canada handles things, not just the media, but also handles his offense. And, and, but at the same time, I'm so tired of talking about it because it's the same thing every day. I mean, and I understand fans are frustrated. They have every right to be frustrated. And I call it like I see it. There, it's not all Matt Canada's fault. It's really not. I, I put a piece out today on DKPittsburghSports.com looking at the running game um, 
there there are serious issues that are like in terms of like execution and things like that. Guys are not making blocks now. There are other things that play a factor in there. It, you know, Warren Sharp did a really cool uh, study today where it's pretty much showing the Steelers are pretty much tipping their hand on what they're going to do before mm-hmm. every single snap. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're under center or under shotgun, if pretty much if they're under center, 80% of the time they're running it. If they're in shotgun, 90% of the time they're throwing it. That's not good. You got you to gotta mix it up a little bit more. You got to be less predictable. We've talked about that, but that's just a, a hard number to make it more of a reality for you. Um, but even then, there were a lot of times last year where the Steelers were under center, teams knew they were going to run, and they still ran effectively. They're just mm-hmm. not blocking well at all, and I've got the tape to prove it. Um, Mason mm-hmm. Cole has not looked good the first two games. He's just not. I love Mason Cole. He's, he's a great dude, great dude to talk to. Um, it's just the tape's not been good the first two the first two games. Uh, same all has been a disappointment. James Daniels has been inconsistent. Dan Moore and mm-hmm. Chooks for have been – uh, pushed back too much on the edges. Like there are absolutely fl- and I, we've talked at length also about Kenny's issues. There are problems on the field that have nothing to do with Matt Canada. There are players not executing plays. So there are faults across the board, but Matt Canada needs to set a precedent and he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I believe in what we're doing and then giving a whole bunch of non-answers. It's just, it's beyond frustrating because it seems like somebody pointed out there's no accountability. And mm-hmm. it just seems like they're going to keep trying to do the same thing. And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like you got to, you got to change the things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me address a question from Trevor. Is there a place with the full interview for Matt Canada? I never see them fully only snippets. Now, Chris knows this. This is a South side beat, little inside baseball, inside football, if you will. There yeah. is a rule in place. It's a house rule here in, uh, Pittsburgh with the Steelers organization that um, you are only allowed to publish a maximum and this is per outlet. So this is me, DK, Chris, whoever comes along as a representative of DK Pittsburgh sports, we're only allowed to publish one minute and 30 seconds max of video per day. That's an NFL um, policy, and, by the way, that's not a Steelers NFL, policy. You're right. Did I say, t- did I say, t- I meant NFL. Policy. No, I'm so, just reiterating so that people don't think sure. that the Steelers are trying to hide stuff. This is an no, NFL no, no. policy. This is, this is an NFL policy. You're yeah. right. You're right. So I, I misspoke on that, but anyway, so we can't publish the full Matt Canada interview. We can only publish the snippets. And for that matter, that's everybody that comes in here. Now the team can publish the full thing if they want to, but that's, you know, obviously at their discretion. So um, moving on from that, there are a couple points that I start here and, and the comments are firing in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, here's a good point from Chilla 21. It, he says, I think we're putting too much blame on Canada. I could carry out an offensive game plan if Kenny can't make accurate throws two weeks in a row and missing big plays. Yeah. And there's a part of that. There's some truth to that as well. This isn't yeah. 100% on the yeah. offensive coordinator. It, it's where everything starts though. And look, the offensive line hasn't been great. The wide receivers, Sands, George Pickens, maybe, and, and Calvin Austin a bit. Yeah. 
but there's just not much like as far as rhythm is concerned, as much as scheme and design is concerned, that's leading to a lot more problems for Kenny Pickett than he already you know, potentially had that are just coming off of the end of last year. Now he played better towards the end of last year and in the second half, but he still is not, he's far from complete NFL quarter. And our acknowledgements to make that Kenny Pickett is not all the way there. Yep. Uh, Corey, you're, you're cutting out again, just to let you know. So, but it's, again, we're, we're dealing with Lorez Corey today. It's the only day we have to mm-hmm. deal with it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it's, no, and just to reiterate, you know what I was just talking about. It, it's not all Matt Canada. It's it's really not. Uh, you know, I, I and and I think one thing is that as soon as we start to talk about like other people's blame, like people want to say, oh well, you're like they. It, it's either one extreme or the other. It's like no, it it can be everything. Matt Canada can be at fault. Kenny Pickett can be at fault. The offensive line can be at fault. Like Mike Tomlin can be at fault. Like everybody there's plenty of blame to go around. It's not like it's all Matt Canada or it's all the players. Like, no, it's, it's everybody. Everybody is, is having a, <laughs> everybody is worthy of blame right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, uh, it's frustrating because I, I had to watch, I've watched a lot of film over the last like 24 to 36 hours. And it's it just when you're, when you watch how good they blocked in zone concepts last year, especially in the second half of the season. And then you're trying to watch them zone block this year. It's like, did they forget how to play football? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's beyond frustrating because like that stuff is not on Matt Canada. It's like, you have your assignments, you're blowing you're you're just flat up blowing your assignments. I, I, I don't know. It's, there's plenty of blame to go around. It's not just Matt Canada. It's not just the players. It's everybody. I, I see some comments addressing the concept of firing Matt Canada this year, obviously. And not just, firing him, but specifically firing him at or around by or finding a time to do it this season. I do think by what happens if it's at all. And you would have to look towards the offseason. You would have to look towards the once we get to February and March and the spring and everything before the draft. That's if it happens, when I feel it happens. I want to focus a little bit on defense today too, Chris, because believe it or not, Terrell Austin did have a, a press conference as well. And oh wow, he was the only. He I, wasn't the only. So Matt Canada wasn't the only one to speak today. Okay. No, Terrell Austin <laughs> also spoke today, and I want to make sure that we focus on what Terrell Austin was able to say. And it's no secret that over the first two games of the year, the Steelers haven't been able to stop the run. Yeah. Able to catch Pittsburgh for a lot. Catching Pittsburgh for a lot. Jerome Ford put up a lot of yards once he entered the game for Cleveland, and now. The Steelers have to face Josh Jacobs, the reigning NFL rushing champion, um, as far as yard work is concerned. And look, Terrell Austin put it pretty blunt today, you know, in somewhat of a refreshing way, um, you know, because obviously this is a big part of the game plan of stopping Josh Jacobs. No matter how bad Vegas has run the ball to start the year, here's what Terrell Austin said. And he mentioned that he expects every team that the Steelers play, they stop the run. They're going to run the football. And, you know, he acknowledged that Jacobs is a heck of a running back and there's going to be challenges to stopping him. And a big part of that, I think, is helping um, up, up front with Brain Fajoko's promotion from the practice squad. But yeah. that's a big focus of Terrell Austin. Um, I was over at Matt Canada for the entirety. So this is me figuring out what he actually said and finding something that was key. And that's the key for me, for the Steelers mm-hmm. defense, is to stop the run and help control that ground game. And 
control that field possession, uh, field position, excuse me, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh toddy here um, to just kind of go back to the offense. Ask, should we have kept Dotson? Um, just a really quick answer on that. Like, no, I, I think when you have an opportunity to get uh, an Isaac Sayamalu in free agency, you, you, you absolutely capitalize on that. Um, Dotson was obviously, you know, pretty good in run blocking, but you know, his, um, he was very inconsistent in, in pass protection and Sayamalu is a definite upgrade in there. And you, when you're thinking about the growth of Kenny Pickett, which is, at, I mean, really, when you think about everything that, need, that needs to happen on offense, Kenny's growth is paramount. I mean, th- there's nothing more important than that. I mean, if you're if you're talking about putting this guy in every situation possible to become your fr- your next franchise quarterback, his protection is pretty important. And so, when you have an opportunity to upgrade there, um, you do it. And so, mm-hmm. I, I don't think like yeah, you could have you know made a case for let's keep dots and and let's. Um, keep the the starting five together because they know how to work off of each other and things like that. Well, it's still four of the same guys from last year. I mean, and it's Sayamalo, who's you know a veteran. He's been there. He's done that. He's been in the Eagles system, and they both run. You know, they run a good, healthy mix of zone and gap. Um, so you know, it's not anything he's unfamiliar with. It's just it's there will be a little bit of uh, of a learning curve there. But even the guys who were all there last year are not playing well. It's just. It's it's bad across the board, so I don't think it's worthy of. Should we have kept Dotson? Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think keeping Kevin Dotson makes anything different here. Oop! Did we lose Corey? Am I back? Oh, <laughs> it seemed like you froze for a second, man. This is tough today, man. We're we're really it's, we're really on that struggle bus today. When we're trying we really we're are. trying to do these live shows from the south side, you know, inside of the. Uh, the it dome, is the if south you side will. Beat. Yeah. It is the south side beat. And right now the beat is fading slowly and surely. So perhaps we go a little bit shorter today in order to save some sanity of those listening and for Chris and for myself because of the internet quality. We'll have to, we'll have to figure a way out um, okay. to fix that. Steelers girl brings up a really, really good thing because this is a legitimate question. I don't get how everyone can be playing bad. Now, I do think that some of it is just – and this is where where we talk about rhythm and things like that. You know, when we talk, you know, because that sounds like oh, an intangible, you know, for, for the offense. Like, no, like, listen, if there's one thing that happens differently, even in that 49ers game, if Kenny isn't off on that one deep post to Deontay Johnson, that's a massive gain down the field, perhaps even a touchdown. Like, that, that's a huge gain down the field. That one event could have changed the course of the game. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the one where it was the slant and Kenny threw behind him and they ended up scoring a touchdown later. I'm talking about the deep post down the field. That was a third down that Kenny just missed. Like, who knows what happens if Kenny connects there? Who knows what happens if Kenny connects uh, on the slant to George Pickens uh, in the second quarter of the Browns game? And I'm talking about this is even after the the the, the 71-yard touchdown. There's another one where he missed a throw badly where they ran the same concept earlier in the quarter. The Browns uh, snuffed it out. Canada went back to the same concept to look at Pickens this time because he's wide freaking open. And Kenny had him wide open and just missed the throw. George might have scored again. Like, like there's just, if there's, sometimes it's just one play. And just right now, they are just so out of sync where it's just one play after one play after one play that it's making everything fall apart. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a zone concept, you know, when, when it comes to running the ball, if, if one guy misses his assignment in the zone concept, the whole thing can be, can be blown up. They have a word and, for that here on the South side. It's popcorn. They call it popcorn. Yeah. And that's well, what's happening. To that's the a Mike Tomlin. Right that's now, a Tomlinism right there. <laughs> right. There's a saying here. It's called popcorn. Funny enough. Kenny Pickett said it yesterday and Matt Canada said it today. And, and like, that's one of those words that, you know, it just doesn't come by often where you kind of the light bulb clicks and it's like, oh, this is popcorn for the offense. You know, the play calling is bleeding into the run game, is bleeding into the pass game, is yeah. bleeding into the offensive line. And at some point, things just start to snowball. And that's kind of what's happening here is there's so many things that are going wrong concurrently that this is the product that, you know, comes up. AJ brings up a nice question about the defense. I'm going to talk some defense. I'm really in the mood for it. Um, <laughs> looks like Mark Robinson has been our missing piece in stopping the run. Is a four-man inside linebacker rotation that much harder than a three-man rotation? Now, keep in mind with the Steelers inside linebackers, all four of them, for that matter, do different things. And I think that's important to note. All four of them are different. You know, Cole Holcomb is a little bit better in coverage. Landon Roberts is a little bit better in the pass rush. Quan Alexander is a bit better in stopping the run. Mark Robinson is a bullet that flies at 500 miles an hour, and if, if the ball's in somebody's hands, he's going to it. So all four of them, to me, Chris, do different things, and that's part of why you only see such a small rotation. You see all these mixes and matches. What's your take on that? Um, I, I do think, like, <clears throat> if you were to compare any of the, the, the inside linebackers that they have, I actually think Landon Roberts and Mark Robinson are pretty similar. Uh, they're both like really, really, I'm, they, they obviously are a little bit different. Landon Roberts is obviously way more seasoned. He understands, uh, you know, how to, you know, break down offenses, what they're doing. Um, but in terms of, especially how they stop the run, they're both heat seeking missiles and run, love to run downhill. Um, and so you kind of already have a better version of Mark Robinson on the field whenever Landon Roberts is on the field. And so I don't think like putting Mark Robinson on the field more often is going to really do anything different when it comes to that kind of stuff. I do think that it comes to uh, how are they winning in the trenches? Cause right now they're not. And so adding Braden Vahoko might make a difference there. Hopefully it does. Uh, because if he wins right in the middle, eats up some space, you know, then who knows what that does for everybody else. Uh, not trying to put it all on one guy. Cause it's obviously not on one guy. It's an 11 man job. Uh, everybody has to execute their assignments and I'm not trying to sound like a player there or anything like that. Like it's some sort of cliche. It really, I mean, football really is the ultimate team game. If one guy doesn't do his job, the whole play can blow up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, in in terms of the the linebackers, I I actually like, yeah, week one, they weren't good. uh, But based off of what I saw Monday night, man, I honestly had, did not have much issue with the, with the inside. If the, if the inside linebackers can play the way that they played, Monday night for the entire season with the hopes that the defensive line will figure it out. Yeah. And once you, especially once you get Cam Hayward back in the secondary will continue to improve. I'm fine with that. Like for real, they were not, they, they weren't a liability. Uh, Cole Holcomb was actually pretty good. I, I would even say it was, it was a really good thing to see, especially after what we saw Sunday night uh, or not Sunday night, the, the, the first, uh, the first game of the season, I'm thinking Sunday night ahead. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take that performance every single week. It's a rough day out here on the south side trying to get some money. 2023. We're struggling for that quality, but hey. Low res, Corey, We made man. it to at least 25 minutes. <laughs> Got low res, Corey, in the house, man. 
I think we might have lost. Look at this. Oh. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this struggle. Look at this struggle. Look at this comeback. Guys, this is this is this is happening. We're making this happen. There we are. We're making this happen. I like when I just keep talking when the internet cuts out because I'll just, you know. Oh yeah. Because we don't hear you See? at all. No, I'm out again. <laughs> I'm out again. I'm out again. We should probably wrap up today. We should probably we should probably give a little wrap up today. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can if you can uh since you were there and and and, and are still there, uh if the internet holds up. Please give like ultimate like final thoughts on just your. Oh, I mean, you kind of already touched on, but if you have anything else to add to anything that Matt said, Matt Canada said today, um, not really. I mean, what you what you heard is basically what you need to know, and that there's a solution in place, and that they're far from finding a solution, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard road to travel. Um, let's, let's let you do the sign out, Chris, in case, you know, something else happens by the time <laughs> I, I get to talk again. Thank you all putting up with whatever I've had to deal with today. I appreciate it. it it's, it's, it's actually really, really ironic that uh, we're dealing with uh, Corey, like having just the worst internet connection, by the way, th- th- just to give you a peek behind the scenes, this is what it's like to work on the South side. Sometimes, the internet, if you're trying to upload a video to YouTube or to Twitter or anything like that, if you're trying to do anything multimedia, the internet just does not want to cooperate. So this is just a little glimpse of what it's like to actually work on the South side. Sometimes the internet's just not great. It's fine. It comes with the job, you know, whatever. Um, ultimately, man, it's just, it, I could continue to beat the same drum. Uh, I really could. Um, it's just, I, I think everybody who watches this team pretty much knows that this offense really can't go very far um, the way it is right now. Um, Even if they start executing better, there's still a ceiling there. Um, And so it is what it is, man. Uh, It's just, you hope, you hope for the best. Um, Obviously, you know, you kind of want to see what this offense does against a couple of lesser opponents. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Raiders and Texans, but they're not the 49ers um, and the Raiders are not as, I don't think they're as good of a football team as the Browns. Um, and so I, I, I think I don't want to be in wait and see mode because I've, I've honestly seen enough, but I'm still curious to see what this offense does whenever they're playing a couple of opponents that probably won't be in the playoffs uh, come, come uh, end of the season. So when saying that we got one more this week, uh, tomorrow's Friday, we'll be diving uh, head first into um, Sunday night's matchup with the Raiders, uh, looking more at the, the Raiders side of things. Uh, we will not be having to deal with Lorez Corey. Uh, we will get blue Jay, uh, Corey back. Um, and, uh, the blue Jay way is coming back, baby. Thanks <laughs> we'll for getting... putting up with me today, Chris. And maybe, maybe, uh, before the show, I'll be, uh, have a chance to stop by Bucky's and, uh, and, and mm. enjoy some, uh, some, some beaver nuggets <laughs> mm, <there laughs> beforehand. You go. So uh, for Corey, uh, I'm Chris. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Southside Bay. We really appreciate everybody who, who tunes in, everybody who watches us live, everybody who watches us after we're done, everybody who listens uh, on, you know, via podcast. We really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, keep tuning in, keep leaving comments. Um, we, we plan on doing this for a long time. So thank you guys so much uh, for Corey. I'm Chris. This has been the Southside beat. Peace out, guys.